Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Buyer beware. These players did a little bit too well last year. Don't think they can replicate it in 2022. Who are they? Find out right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. What's up? High five to Dave Richard. Fantasy Football Today in 5. Guest extraordinaire. I really shouldn't call you a guest. Analyst extraordinaire. Uh, We're going to talk about players who hit their ceiling. They raised the roof in 2021. And don't draft them based on that. Who's the headliner? (laughs) What are you doing over there? Who's the headliner for this group? I'm in like this mini studio, so I'm taking advantage of a swivel chair. Uh, Mike Williams was the first name that came to mind. Last year, Mike Williams was a a godsend for fantasy managers for the first five weeks of the season. By the end of the year, he was averaging 23 PPR points per game in those first five weeks. After that, he averaged 12 PPR points per game. He still had some good games, but he also had some major duds. He finished the year tied for 15th among wide receivers in PPR points per game. Before last year, He wasn't even at 11 PPR points per game in his prior three seasons. And not surprisingly, he didn't even finish as a top number, top 36 receiver. I was going to say a top number three receiver. I'm not sure if that would have made sense, but a top 36 receiver in PPR points per game at any point. I actually left him on those first five games. I think that he's got a little bit of, uh, uh, I, I just don't think that that's who he is from mm-hmm. those first five games. What about his ADP 54th overall for Mike Williams? Is that okay? What did you say it was? 54th. That's the end of round five. The, the only reason why I might say that that's okay is because he is in the right offense and they didn't add anything at wide receiver. Okay. All right. Who else are you looking at here? Ceiling was reached last year. Don't overdraft. I'm worried about James Conner. He really had an amazing year, and it was all touchdown-based. We talked earlier this week about how inefficient he was, and I'm not necessarily worried about him losing a significant part of his role in Arizona's offense, but I do think about the additions that they made. They got Marquise Brown. They drafted Trey McBride, and we know that Kyler Murray likes to run in the red zone. Zach Ertz has a full offseason with the team. Eventually, DeAndre Hopkins will be back. These are guys that can take some carries away from James Conner and diversify the offense when they're inside the 10 or inside the five. And I, I just I don't think you should draft him with the idea that he scores 18 touchdowns. I think you should draft him with the idea that his ceiling is half of that, which is nine touchdowns. And on top of that, if he doesn't improve his efficiency, you know that he's always a candidate to miss games. Pretty much every running back is at this point. Conner somebody that I certainly do not feel comfortable with taking even the two, three turn. And I don't think he's going quite that high. You've got the ADP in front of you, but I, I, I'm, I don't love, I, I feel like people who take him in round three, they're kind of reaching a little bit for a running back that just had is coming off of a great year. 30, 31st overall. I'd like to wait until round four. Okay. Give me one more name. One more name player that overachieved. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody that I told you 
Yeah. In our, in our draft <laughs> well, we could, show. Who'd I we could have the McCaffrey conversation. We can have the McCaffrey conversation. And I think it, it, it ties to Saquon Barkley, too. And it's we know what their potential is. But we also know that over the last few years, they've had so many injuries that people are – I feel like half of every league will be scared to draft them. Uh, McCaffrey in round one, Saquon Barkley in like the third round. I think that people will just say no to that. Um, so what's their ceiling then? I, I still think their ceiling is considered to be you know, top five running back for both of them. And people are drafting McCaffrey that way. I've got him ranked that way. I understand the reason not to. Um, I, I, I wrestle with this one. I think it's easier to, to push down Barkley and, and make him someone that you put on your don't want to draft list. McCaffrey just has so much upside that you people just, there's going to be people in every draft that are going to take a chance on him because he's got that league winning upside. Yeah. I'll take a chance on him. I mean, he's still, when he was healthy last year, the difference between him and Barkley is when he was healthy, McCaffrey was still awesome last year. Uh, 20, 27 points per uh, points, 25 points, 26, 25. Those were his healthy games. Basically. He was just, he was just a machine he's a, in PPR. He's awesome when he's healthy. I worry about the offensive line and how much better it'll be. I'm definitely worried about the quarterback who cares, situation. Who cares about the offensive line? He doesn't need it. I guess he does. You can say that he doesn't need it. It's, he certainly put up numbers when the offensive line wasn't as good. And certainly even against tough opponents like new Orleans and Tampa Bay, uh, you could call them straight. It's, it, it comes down to his health. If he's healthy, he's going to help you win a league. And yeah. if he's not, then you're you're going to feel like an idiot for taking it. All right, that's it for Fantasy Football Today in 5. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you next week on FFT in 5.